0: Welcome back to the Venus in Paris podcast. I'm Zen, and this is a podcast about all things travel, be it food, what to pack for your next trip or general tomfoolery for that, for that matter of fact. (laughs) And trust me when I say that I am uniquely qualified individual for discussing tomfoolery. We know that. (laughs) And with me is my co-host. Actually, we just heard her. It's Tanya. Oh,
1: hello there. Sorry. I jumped in front of Kristen. Oh. Hi, Kristen.
2: Hello. I'm here. That's <laughs> okay.
0: And can I tell you guys that every time I do that um, opening statement, I still gesticulate like a fool, even though no one can see me gesticulate doing the, that part.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to record yourself the next time I want to see that.
0: Yeah, my arms are all over the place. I miss you know?
2: the, um, the soundtrack of the buttons. Oh, you know? yeah. Sound effects.
0: You know, we got to find that thing, you know, sound effect thing. So. Oh, yeah yeah so anyways like so many podcasts our topics are inspired by our water cooler conversations um today is no different and our most recent talk around the chilled h2o h2o dispenser was about the things we like to splurge on when we're traveling that we normally wouldn't do if we're at home so some of them are purchases some of them are experiences um i'll give you a real world example um i when i take my daughter to our disneyland triannual pilgrims or biannual pilgrimage i have been known to buy her something crazy like a 60 dollar hoodie with ariel on it or something like that to commemorate the visit however that same type of hoodie if we were to go to target and she asked for it i'd I'd be kind of telling my daughters like what do you think we're made out of money or something like that (laughs) (laughs) but somehow being at disneyland um, and, or being on vacation for that matter creates kind of a reality distortion oh, no. field when is it comes to certain week? types of value. Yeah. I'm sorry.
2: We, I, you I'm... cut out for a bit. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: okay. Well, what I was saying was, um, being on vacation creates kind of a reality distortion field when it comes to the value of the dollar. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. And, and so like when you're at it's Disneyland, like in
2: Vegas where they give you chips.
0: Yep. Exactly.
2: Of money. <laughs> That's exactly. a good,
1: yeah, that is a really good <laughs> comparison
0: exactly so today what we're going to talk about is this reality distortion field and what we like to splurge on while we're traveling so but before we start quick message from our sponsor meet us in paris is sponsored by the university of california irvine division of continuing education do you have an educational goal At UCI DCE, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals. And we can help you reach yours too. You can find us at ce.uci.edu. Dream big. Take risks. Be amazing. Who's going to nominate Kristen to go first?
1: No, no, no.
0: no. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Tanya?
1: All right, I'll go first. I need to collect oh, myself. um we're talking about splurging, so so and kind of like what Christine just said, it's like it doesn't matter like when you're on a vacation, it almost feels like you can just go do stuff that you normally don't do so um I'm gonna like share a couple of things. One is like the typical I love spas, but i i'm I don't want a lot of people around these spas just kind of I just do this by myself and we will go away. And so when I go to Argentina, there's a small town my husband's from. And when I go, there's a really beautiful kind of a house that they put together. And it's kind of like a, a Ritz sort of level. But in dollars, I think like the whole day is $100. And they do spa, they feed you, they give you wine, um, like several kinds of massages, um, the pool. I mean, you just get the vip treatment and your are looking beautiful you know scenery all that so to them it's like oh my god you're insane how could you spend that much money because of the dollar exchange um so it's not a lot a hundred dollars for us mm. maybe <laughs> on vacation but for them it's huge right but, but what's good is that i maybe do it a, two three times while i'm there <laughs> because it's it's amazing and the other thing i really like to do when i travel is try to go to a concert like a really good
2: oh, like work play
1: up front, expensive um, or, or not necessarily expensive. It's just something a treat just so I can get that feeling um, of, you know, I'm kind of like, this is like a special moment while I'm away. So I don't know. Those are things that I do. Does that help anything with you, Kristen? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. No? I mean, this, obviously isn't groundbreaking I think it's probably what most people do but I let myself splurge on a like the local flavor meaning like what is like popular there what they're known for like so for instance um when I was in Sevilla I paid a pretty penny to go to like the Arab baths that they have there
1: oh so yes. they're like
2: they're like spas, but they're, I mean, they're insanely beautiful. And you go in the like grotto pools and you can get massages and like, it's, oh yeah. it's such an experience. Um, and it's something that they're like known for. So if I was just somewhere random, like that they weren't known for like the bath houses or whatever, I would probably not splurge on that. But because I was like in Southern Spain where they have them and they're known for that, Um i'm willing to do that for that experience yeah if that makes sense yeah so i mean i think that's what most people do you know you want to get this while it's there (laughs) um but i honestly i you know grew up traveling really broke you know in college and it was more just about being somewhere else so you would stay in hostels and you would buy cheap street food and you you didn't have a lot of these luxuries um so I feel like in some ways, like, I still travel like that. Um, but now I'm at the point where I will splurge on, like, the, the big experience there where I didn't have that, <laughs> that before. So the one I can think about is the one in Sevilla. Um, I guess this isn't necessarily local. If anything, this is, like, appropriation. But when I was in Japan, I went to Tokyo Sea, um, Disney Sea. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh-huh. Which is, I mean, technically, I guess it's like an American thing, but that is not cheap either. But it's kind of like, well, it's the Japanese Disneyland. I mean, what are you going to be? I
1: know you travel off, but when are you going to be there? Like, it's not something you do all the time, right? Exactly.
0: But that's a completely different experience than Disneyland in USA.
1: Absolutely, it
2: is, and it was so fun to see the differences between them too. Yeah. Well,
0: Disney because they have Disneyland, which looks mm-hmm. very similar to ours, but um disney sea is just a completely different theme and is nowhere else in the world so which yeah. <clears throat> strangely did you know disney sea the original idea and plan was for long beach
2: oh that's wild yeah originally wow.
0: they wanted to put that in long beach california where the queen mary is and the Queen Mary could have been part of the exhibit, but so when you're in Disney Sea, they have oh, that big wow. cruiser, and that's when the Spruce Goose. Like, I guess they're losing money or whatever, whatever. And then there was an economy, like we had like a recession, and then Disney said, okay, we don't have money to do it here in Long Beach, but there was a they almost opened Disney Sea essentially in Long Beach, California.
2: Wow. Okay, yeah. but yeah, it's funny how like the spa that I did in Spain, like it's so quote unquote overpriced. I mean, it was a beautiful experience, but it's like way more money. But of course I'm coming home saying like, but yeah, but I did that in Sevilla exactly. whereas here we're in Southern California, which is such a big destination. There are some things where I'm hearing people pay to do this. And I'm like, why? That's such a waste of money. But to right. them it's like, they're somewhere totally new and they, they, you know, it's different for them. They're on the other side of it. So
0: like surfing lessons and
2: yeah,
1: well, I know people that pay that VIPs, um, kind of tours for Disney and Universal, mm, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's not like they're gonna be here all the time and they want to mm-hmm. beat the crowds and they want to have special treats. So I know those things, like, I wouldn't do it, but I grew up here in California most of my life, so. I wouldn't want to be that. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You know, um, I'll find someone who works there who'll let me in or someone in media. I mean, you figure out a way to get in there without, you know, all the people sometimes. Yeah.
0: You know, I never realized that as much until um, when I first came out to California and I lived here in Southern California and, you know, started getting used to the idea of Disneyland <laughs> And um, I used to work for a company that opened up franchises and people from around the world would come to Southern California. And then you, you would train from eight o'clock to five o'clock um, every single day. And I was talking to some of these new franchisees and I was also, what are you guys going to do this evening? It's like, and they would say, we are buying tickets to Disneyland. And you know, back then it was like, mm. maybe like $40. I go it's five o'clock now disneyland closes at like 10 you know right and it's just like that's a lot of money just to spend four or five hours and they go but if i don't go now i'll never have an opportunity to go to disneyland again because they were on a work you know and it's like and then i realized oh my gosh this is something that is like can be a lifetime experience for people even though it's just four or five hours and they were willing to pay the price of a full day and just get a few hours in. exactly
1: because it's wow, to that yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure if i really think about it i probably have done that overseas yeah and, and to yeah. me it's worth it but it's, if they were doing a podcast in their country they'd say the same
2: <laughs> yeah and i remember like my husband and i we did the um in new zealand we did the like hobbiton which i mean that's like a big thing for people but it's, like, it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere. And, I mean, it's just the movie set. And I'm sure it's so overpriced and everything. But it's, like, yeah, but we're American. And we're here where they filmed it. And it's so far from us. Like, we have to go see it. But it's, like, so ridiculous. But that money, I don't know, it feels so well spent. <laughs> yeah. So.
0: I got to reveal mine, huh?
2: Oh, yeah. It's your turn.
0: <laughs> um, the one thing I have learned to splurge on because i used to not do this is i i pay for tours now Mm. and and used to be you know i guess all these years when i was younger and i didn't have money and i was first traveling you know books are cheap right you know and i would just buy a book tear out the pages that i want to go to so this is 20 30 years ago or before internet and like tear out pages and just go on and then be my own tour guide and then I forget why, but I ended up on a tour and it's like, wow, this is so much more than the pages of the book. You know, someone who lives locally, who knows more of the history can actually point to something that wasn't in the guidebook, And I really, really enjoyed it. And then what had happened was I started going places that I actually had been several times and start taking tours. So I, I'll mm-hmm. give an example is I went to San Francisco and I had been to San Francisco, I don't know, half a dozen times, books, whatever. And then one day it's just like, you know what? Let's take a bus tour.
2: Interesting, yeah.
0: And That's I cool. learned I learned more in that two or three hour bus tour than all the six previous um visits that I had made to to San Francisco.
2: Did it just make the city that much more interesting to you too? It was okay.
0: It it was so much, and so yeah, actually, it made it a better city for me to come visit, and I continued to visit. And it was so good. Actually, what had happened was my wife and I, my wife was in a conference, and I was like, "Okay, we'll go, we'll drive up, and I'll hang out in the hotel room, and then I'll go on." It's like, shoot, let's just go on a tour, and then after that, it's like, we're gonna get you on the bus tour, and she's like, "We bit," it's like, "Get, we're going on the bus tour," and she went on it same thing it's just like oh we it's like like for example um you know where the painted ladies this doesn't exist anymore but the painted ladies in san francisco um there's a garden across there used to be a garden across from there and the garden was filled with people's discarded shoes filled with plants it was called the Shoe Garden. If you look online, Google Shoe Garden San Francisco. And it was the most charming little Aww. garden of all these really old shoes filled up with...
2: I'd love to hear that.
0: And poetry and plants and stuff like that. It was just amazing. And it's not in any book that you've ever How seen. How cool
1: is that? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah.
0: And then I had learned about certain types of food about San Francisco. Um, and then it's like asked... There's something called... Uh, Joe's special which is specific to it's like spinach and ground beef and stuff like that onions and and they they told okay you want to go to this place here here and here and it was just amazing mm. so now i splurge you know i like if i go to hong kong i'll go on a tour only once though you know it's not like every time i go to hong kong i'm gonna go right. on a tour but like i'll do at least one tour and then I, that's that's my new rule. I like to go, I, I'll go on a tour. Even though I look like a tourist, it's okay by me.
2: You know, I totally support that. When, um, when I was studying abroad, I don't know if they, uh, these still exist, but it was like a specific company called like free tours or something like that. So there would be free walking tours mm-hmm. all kids, and I could never be bothered with those. Like screw that. And even though it was free, you know, you need to tip the guide and all this stuff. Um, and we were very broke college students. Um, but they're a big group of us. We just, we went to London and I was kind of outnumbered that everyone wanted to do this free walking tour. And so it was like, Oh, uh, fine. It was so amazing. We learned, we literally still talk about that tour. We still have jokes that we got from that tour. We learned so much about it. And then literally after that, every time we traveled somewhere, it was like, let's see if they have the free walking tour in the city. Like it was so enlightening and it made such a difference.
0: Yeah. And the free, and I, I tell you what, the free ones are fantastic. Um, if you, this is talking about splurges. I get to sit in a bus.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I highly suggest the walking tours as well. You know. Oh yeah,
1: those are. I've done them here locally. Like I remember, we took the tra- oh, train wow. to Santa Barbara mm-hmm. and then walked, did the walking tour all day, and then came back home. You know, there wasn't a bunch of a splurge, but you know, oh, wow, that's kind of kinda cool, Santa. though. But it was really cool. I mean. You know, could picnic, yeah. it was really nice. And it was a walking tour of all the different places in Santa Barbara. San Francisco has really good ones, too. Yeah, that's awesome. How cool. All right. So we're sort of all on the same page. Um, all right. I wanted to share this because this is like for the moms out there. Mm-hmm. that There's a, um, a company called Sky Squad. And actually I've been wanting to see if they come to the, to the podcast. And it is, um, kind of like a concierge that helps you at the airport, especially it's, you know, it, it helps with the moms because you'll have the kids, like they're small, the, the carriage or the, the car seat or all the stuff that you have and whatever you have two kids. So it's like, it's just kind of someone who assists you along the way. So you, you book them at different airports. And I'm on the site now, looking at. I it's forty nine dollars an hour, and the minimum of four hours. But they get you, you know, they assist you, um, like after you get out of customs, or they assist you through TSA, um, just all the all the different things. So I think, you know, if you have bags, they carry more more of your bags. Mm-hmm. So you kind of do them.
0: It's almost like a um, rent a nanny. <laughs> oh
1: yes. <laughs> A rented it's, nanny in the sky. Yeah, <laughs> We're not in the sky because you're not up. But yeah, um, I just thought I would want that just sometimes when you're like, can you just sit here? I'm going to go get a snack. I don't want to take 85,000 things I have on me or something, you know?
0: Oh, I mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> stuff like that. Anyway, I I thought um, I've seen some that are very, very up there because they'll bring you into the like the lounges and just kind of speed you through, like a fast track, like the.
0: <laughs> At Disneyland or something. Yeah,
2: that. we're sorry, we're there's back. The lightning to Lane, Genie Plus. Yeah. <laughs> a fast pass is it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: anyway, what? so I thought that was fun. It's called the Sky Squad and, um, it's just interesting that they're trying to get it on, get on more of them, of the airports. I, when I, I discovered them, I think a couple of years ago and they had like three. And now I just see they have, like 10 now so they're growing nice yeah wow. so it's kind of cool they don't have it here in Orange County or LA so when and if they come
2: yeah Interesting. On that.
1: the other splurge that I think um, what well, we sort of talked about is the getting into the like the VIP lounges and like if you have a really <laughs> long layover to me it's worth it and I will pay for that at different places I'm in. Um, that's
0: not a sport. That's a requirement. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right? So, um, and we're, we're still on the cheap side too, but like, I remember we paid for one. It was, wasn't very much. It was like $25 um, for each one of us in Chile on the way to Argentina. And it was just, I paid, it was silly. And, you know, then we did one in, in Madrid and that was really nice.
0: Nice. Yeah. Uh, um, other things I'll splurge John. So my wife and I have a bunch of hobbies. And we like to take our hobbies with us around the world. Or, yeah, they're hobbies, I would guess. So wherever we go... So, like, my, my wife's a huge tea person and I'm a huge coffee person. Oh. And so wherever we go, we try to find... A tea or coffee, and not everywhere you can find this, that is related to where we're going. Oh, okay. So, um, and some of them, like, for example, obviously they don't grow coffee in Austin, Texas, but they have some fantastic roasteries in Austin, Texas. So I'll go there and pick up some coffee. Mm -hmm. Um, Like when we were in London, we went to um, Twinings, and we also went to... um, fordham and mason um and we bought expen- the more expensive teas than we would ever buy here in the united states you know right. but it you know so it does two things is that you know it's a little bit of a souvenir but also it's just like you know you it's her hobby she likes tea and yeah. then of course we keep the tins and we put pens in them or whatever and such like that so um that's some of the things um i also i collect fountain pens so uh-huh. <clears throat> um not every place but like specifically um japan is very well known for their fountain pens um and really well known for their fountain pens and you can visit some of the factories sometimes um where they're still handmade today and so we'll make part of our vacation to go visit some of these places or and i bought bought one fountain pen when i was actually in japan um more it's probably the most expensive fountain pen i own but I, i i normally wouldn't do it but it's just like I was in Japan and they were hand-making them there. So
2: nice. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it, it's just like, you know, you're doing two things. You're on vacation, it's a souvenir, but it's also part of your hobby. So
2: yeah. Well, tell you, it's funny because I feel like things that are splurges for me are maybe just what normal adults do. <laughs> I'm like, what's wrong with me that this is a splurge? But like, I'm at the point now where. I want a hotel that um, has a kitchen like that they have a restaurant or room service or something. And that sounds ridiculous, but it's not that I want to order room service every day, but I have been in positions where you're in a new city, right? And you're walking around all day and you're exhausted and you're tired. You get back, you oversleep. Something happens where you are so exhausted and you are so hungry And you don't have the wherewithal to go wander the city. Who knows what you'll find. And it just, the convenience and safety of your hotel, having some kind of food makes such a big difference because I've been in the opposite situations before, mainly when I'm like, again, like a broke student. So this might just be normal for people. But now it's like having a hotel where food is accessible there is so critical (laughs) to me.
1: Yeah,
2: it's important to. Yeah,
0: I hear you. <laughs> when you have a kid too, that helps a lot.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> because I mean, I've even been in places where the hotel they have maybe food, but I'm like, "No, no, I don't I don't need this. I'm going to go out and find something." But I'm walking a city i don't know i'm not finding places you don't know where to go to get easy food right because right. If i'm not gonna go dine i want somewhere that just has something to go and you don't know if they have like the 7-eleven type convenience stores or what and i end up walking for half an hour i'm still hungry and it's just it can be so much easier just sit in your room and get food
0: <laughs> well when my daughter was one she was kind of a finicky eater you know, she's mm. she's not a terrible finicky eater, but she was a little bit finicky. And even we went to Vancouver and it's like sometimes, I mean, she really didn't eat burgers. She didn't eat this yeah. and whatever. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. we packed a lot of things yep. like uh, uh, macaroni and cheese.
2: Oh, <laughs> nice. We even <laughs> nice. packed
0: it. And then we had a little kitchenette. And it's like we can make, so like at least we knew she would eat once a day. You know?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's funny, but I mean, again, like, I feel like most hotels have something these days, unless it is like, you know, a hostel or maybe just like a janky motel or something. But to me, it's like, if I'm looking like, oh, let me splurge and find the one that might be a little bit more expensive, but it has like food available there.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's more like comfort, I guess, right? Oh, yeah, so- and
2: I think it depends, like, how foreign the place is to you that you're going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, I have been in those situations, and I'm like, why didn't I think about it before?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And now that I'm a parent, we haven't traveled too much with my kiddo, but I can see now splurging for certain things like... um whatever kind of car services or stuff that just makes it kid friendly that yeah we could probably do without this but it's just not worth the mental pressure or anxiety or whatever else so
1: and you know like a slurge like you said to one person isn't a slurge to the other so like if you have kids getting a car service it may not be a slurge it's something you really need to do for some like you know my insanity or something
2: Right. Yeah, it's all relative. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, um, but that's kind of the three of us having different experiences. It's cool.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, but
1: the spa thing always wins. (laughs) Yeah,
2: of course. Yeah.
0: I've yet to do that.
2: Ah, Well, you got to go somewhere, you know, where they're like known for it.
0: Where are they known for it?
2: A lot of places. (laughs) Okay, yeah. I don't know. A lot of the Mediterranean. Uh huh. And I know um, my husband went to Hungary, and he said he just loved Budapest, and that they're really known for their their like bathhouses there.
0: Got it. Got it. Stuff,
2: so, oh. um, yeah. Oh, so if you can make your way to the Mediterranean or Hungary, have fun.
0: <laughs> Give it a try. Yeah. All right.
2: Yeah. Well. I guess I I guess that's it. That's the majority of our splurges. <laughs> well, 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 I, <laughs> I
1: think, think we're, we're very mature. splurgy, are we?
2: Yeah, our relative splurge podcast. Okay. There's well, me, someone with more resources. That's like, what are you? Guys may are doing? Yeah, maybe people who yeah. have okay.
1: money.
0: <laughs> I gotta ask you. So one last thing before we go, name one thing you wish you splurged on
2: <gasps>
0: while you're abroad that you missed it.
2: Oh my gosh, I feel like I have so many. I need to pull one up of oh, my head now. I'll tell
0: you mine. Okay. Perfect. Yes. Start. So, I was in London and I'm a, I also collect watches to a certain degree. I don't have a ton of money, but I like watches. Mm-hmm. And when I you know, went to London, you know, went did the typical thing Harris or whatever, whatever, and then came back home. And I found out after I left that Herods was selling a limited edition Tudor watch, um, which is a the low end um, line of uh, of Rolex. So Rolex had a line, and they had another line called Tudor, and it, it used to be like the inexpensive line. It's still expensive, but not crazy expensive. And they had a limited edition in Herods green, and in addition to all rolex watches and tudor watches are all in meters and this one was actually because it was harrods they did it in feet or like feet or you know so it was like a little bit weird like they did it in feet or something like that and like so it was so unique and then i found out they were selling it after i left and i didn't get it because i didn't know about it and it was floating around harrods at that time and it would have been essentially the cost of half of our vacation but it would have been the coolest thing to own, you know? Yeah, yeah. I would have totally figured out how to make it work, but now I don't have to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's true. Okay, so I remember when I took a day trip into Switzerland. I was in France, and I took the train up to Geneva. And... Um, There, I basically had the choice between a pretty fancy fondue dinner, fondue is Swiss, most people think it's French, but it's actually Swiss, Um, or basically just going to the train station and getting the sandwich and leaving. And as you can imagine, I opted for the latter, and I totally regret it because... Fondue, an amazing fondue restaurant, where it's from. I don't even know what I was thinking that it was even a question. Um, it might have been a little bit that I was traveling alone, so I felt like awkward, <laughs> like dip the cheese myself. Um, but I still think about missing out on a like authentic fondue, warm fondue dinner in the middle of winter in Switzerland, and instead a sad train station sandwich. <laughs> so. Oh. Blomp, blomp. I would wow. do it too.
1: I don't I don't know. I I'm just blank at what i missed because I'm more like I don't want to remember what I missed. I want to see what I want to do in the future. More kind Not of person. Just You. Um so to me it's like like I wanna to upgrade to first class every time I go. That's where I wanna start. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's my one it. thing that I'm like, can I somehow figure out how to do that? Um, that's the splurge I want, and you know, and then sometimes with the hotels, they're okay, and I don't want to pay like oh, tons and tons of money for a really nice, nice place, but you're only there for a second, so sometimes I don't care and I want to splurge on it, um, but I don't. So those are the things I would want to splurge on. I think the comfort of of, of yeah being comfortable <laughs> yeah but, so I, I don't know that. i was trying to think i'm gonna think about what i could have like i missed all i can ever think of is that i wanted to go to like i said shows or concerts and didn't go because but it's not a big splurge
2: yeah i know what you mean i remember i was in denver and i did not go to a show at the red rock amphitheater which is like iconic and amazing um But part of that was the weather was cold, so I was just being like, meh, I feel like going. But it was also, like, one of those things where it was more expensive than it should have been because it's at the Red Rock Amphitheater, so you feel like you need to do it, and I should have, but,
1: yeah. Interesting.
2: Yeah, all right. Well, it's something to think about, so. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for tuning into our splurge podcast. Do you agree? Were we splurging? Do you splurge on something else? What's your splurge? Uh, yeah, what's your splurge? Let us know. Contact us on our social media channels where you can find photos of our adventures from around the world, interesting articles, and more.
1: And also, if you're newer to our podcast, check out some of our older destinations. Um, that were on Toronto, Portugal, Barcelona, and Copenhagen, just to name a few.
0: Mias in Paris is the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education Production. If you need a career boost, looking to increase your workplace knowledge, or seeking a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu. Thanks again for tuning in.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye.